0: Welcome to episode 19 of Lex Out Loud, world building for science fiction. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. I'm working on my third novel, my first science fiction novel, and I'm taking you along with me for the ride. In season one, I'm exploring world building in depth. So today's topic is a pretty simple one, pretty easy to state, and that is simply writing is hard hard. So this might be super obvious to you, or maybe not. I don't know. But but let's dig into this a little bit. So I have noticed uh, in my time online, um, speaking with other writers and, and listening to other writers, that um, aspiring writers and new writers often have some very romanticized views of writing. And among these romantic views is the idea that that writing is easy, or that it should be easy, at least. This is patently false. Writing is hard. <laughs> so you might be scratching your head right now and thinking, of course, writing is hard. Why would anyone think writing is easy? Where are you coming from, Lex? And if that's you, then, um, I don't know. maybe maybe this episode isn't for you, um, but it but it still might be. But the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is i I spend a lot of time in writing communities and thinking writer things and listening to writer things, listening to writing podcasts. Um, I follow a lot of writers on Twitter. Um, I read a lot of blogs written by writers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. everything from you know published famous writers who are household names like like Stephen King to publish less well-known writers um, to people like me who are are writers but but have not yet been published by by a big publisher to people who are quote aspiring writers uh, which is to say, people that that want to be writers or or think they want to be writers, but they they haven't started yet. So I guess first, let's talk about that term for a second. Aspiring writer. A lot of people call themselves an aspiring writer, and and I'm sure different people probably mean different things by that. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, like myself, who want to be novelists. Uh, will call themselves an aspiring writer until they've actually written a novel. So, so maybe, you know, you want to write novels, but maybe you're writing shorter fiction. Um, back in the old days, that was seen as a as a uh, legitimate and viable way to get started in the biz, and and kind of the way to get started uh, was to start with short fiction. And get published in short fiction magazines like um, Science Fiction Fantasy Magazine, Asimov, uh, Analog, things like that. And then, you know, once you had some credits to your name, and and once you were a known commodity, then you know maybe you could land a publishing deal with, with a big publishing house, and for for your novel that you want to write. And and that's still a path that can be taken today. But I don't think today that it's the only way, and it's maybe not even the best way anymore. I, I don't know. I'm I'm definitely not the person to talk about that. But I do know that today the the self publishing is a much more viable uh, path to take than it than it has been in the past. And so, yeah that that term aspiring writer it, it can mean different things to, to different people. But but I would say, personally, that if you're actually writing, you're not an aspiring writer, you are a writer. So in my mind, an aspiring writer is someone who wants to write, but for some reason isn't writing or hasn't started writing yet. So you know if you're writing all the time and you're writing novels or short stories or whatever it is that you write and you just haven't been published yet, I mean you're still a writer. You're not an aspiring writer. You are a writer. You are writing. Um so I don't know. That's kind of a tangent, but I do think it, it seems like online that a lot of people call themselves aspiring writers who who are actual writers. So, yeah, that that might be more of a dated thing. Again, you know, back in the old days where you know, the only way really to get published and to have your book in front of a lot of eyes was through one of the big publishing houses you know, maybe that was more of a thing, but, but nowadays, you know, lots of people just self-publish on Amazon or, or wherever. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff that self-publish that isn't great, but, but there are also, there's also good stuff that self-publish and, and there are writers who are now writing for a big publisher who, who started out self-publishing, which, you know, in the old days that, that was unheard of um and you know obviously a big part of that is the internet you know now anybody can have a website and and have a blog or whatever and um get what they write in front of people anybody can do that now a publishing house is still going to help you you know get in front of more people and and things like that so so i'm definitely not saying there's no place for that anymore and you know for me personally i would l- like nothing more than to get a deal with it with an actual publishing house like Tor Orbit or or something like that. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. But but yeah, you know, maybe uh, don't call yourself an aspiring writer if you're actually writing, especially if you've you know finished something. You know, like if you're writing, wanting to write novels and you've finished a novel, you you're a writer. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back to the writing is hard thing. So the reason I I thought I'd talk about this on the show a little bit and and this will probably hopefully be a be a fairly quick episode today because I don't have a ton to say on this. And uh it'd probably be a little pretentious of me to say too much on it because you know I'm not a published writer myself. But the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I I do, you know, I read a lot of blogs and I follow a lot of writers on Twitter and and I often see or hear comments along the lines of, um, for a while, writing was really easy. It came really easily to me. Uh, the words were just there. They just came out. And And now it's hard. Now it's difficult. Or uh, my first book or my first story that I wrote just seemed to write itself. And it was so easy. Um, now I've got nothing. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. Um, or I sit down to write and nothing comes out. It, it doesn't flow. Or... Uh, all these authors, you know, put out a book or more every year. They write every day. When, when I sit down to write, I I don't know what to write. Things like that, you know, variations on a theme. But but basically, the the common element or the gist here is that writing should be easy, or it used to be easy, but now it's hard. And the kind of other side of that coin, and and the part that that I think is maybe a problem is the follow up of there's something wrong writing should not be hard writing should be easy it used to be easy now it's hard um there's something wrong i'm I'm not a good writer I'm not cut out to be a writer um there's something wrong with me I have writer's block et cetera et cetera et cetera so all of this I think is stemming from an assumption that that I think is incorrect which that assumption is that writing is easy or that it should be easy. It's not. Writing is hard. Ask any successful published writer out there and they'll most likely tell you that writing is hard. I I don't know exactly where this misconception comes from that writing is or should be easy and effortless. I mean, yes, occasionally, rarely it is. Sometimes the words just flow out of you and it almost seems like someone or something else is writing and you're just along for the ride and it is effortless. I've I've definitely been there. That that can and does happen, but that's not normal. That's not what most of your writing days are going to be like and if that's what you're expecting, you're probably going to be disappointed and you might even be discouraged. When it's not like that very often. In my experience, writing more often than not is hard. It's difficult. Now, I've been trying to think because I, you know, I wanted this to be a little bit more than me just saying people think writing should be easy. It isn't. It's hard. It should be hard. Um, if you find writing hard, that's okay. <laughs> You're in good company because um, that wouldn't be much of an episode. So I wanted to say a little bit more about it. So I thought maybe I could try to try to come up with some ideas of why people might have this idea that it should be easier than it is. Like, where does this come from? So I thought about it. And, you know, as with most things, you know, all I can really do is look at my own experience. I mean, that's my best um, source of information. I, I can't really speak to other people's experiences. So looking at, at my life and my experience as a writer and times when I thought it was easy versus times I thought it was hard, it occurred to me that, that part of this may come from the nature of that first book for a lot of people, assuming you're, you're writing novels. I know that's how it panned out for me. When, when I went to write that first book, well, actually here I'm, I'm talking about my second book to be honest, I don't remember a lot about the writing process of my first book. My, my first book I wrote while I was in college. And while I wrote it, I was taking a creative writing class and I was taking a creative fiction writing class. Or wait, no, because that sounds like the same thing, doesn't it? I, I was taking two different writing classes. I think, I think one was just a creative fiction writing class. And then I think the other one was more targeted toward genre fiction. I might be wrong about that, but I remember I took two two writing classes, um, and and they both had to do with fiction, writing fiction, and you know as part of that class we w- we would have writing assignments, and one of those assignments I just really got into and ended up writing a whole novel based on that assignment, and um, for those of you that have listened all the way back to the beginning, uh, that was the kind of modern fairy tale that I wrote. For, ed- for whatever reason, I don't remember much at all about the process of writing that book. I do have the impression that it was fairly, quote, easy. I mean, for one thing, I was just writing it for my own self. I, I had no intentions of trying to get it published or anything like that, or no even thought of that. It was just something I was writing for myself for fun because I enjoyed it. So that takes a lot or all of the pressure off which makes it seem more fun and and there was definitely no sense of a deadline or i need to finish this or i need to finish this by a certain time so i definitely i'm sure was only writing when i felt like it and when i knew what i wanted to say there was no trying to force myself to write it but yeah for whatever reason i don't remember much of the process of that probably cuz i was younger probably cuz i was in college and i was having way too much fun in college doing things other than studying and writing. So a lot of that time of my life is kind of a blur. (laughs) But my second book, which is the one I talk about a lot on the show, Dawn of Endless Night, which I wrote, I don't know, about a decade ago, um, that one I do remember. I do remember very well the process of it for the most part. And that book, I mean, there were parts of it that were difficult to write, that were challenging. There were times when I wasn't sure exactly what came next or how I wanted to tell a scene or whatever. I mean, there was that. It wasn't just effortless the whole way through, but a lot of it was. And when I went to write that second book, I'd been thinking about that story for a long time. Um, Parts of it I had actually come up with uh, for a role-playing game I was running a lot of the characters I'd come up with for the role-playing game I was running. Um, so when I went to to write the novel, I already kind of had it in my mind, already pretty much completely formed. I I knew the beginning, I knew the middle, I knew how it was going to end, I knew all the main characters, all this before I ever started writing the first page. So in a lot of ways, that that made it easier, or at least it made it seem easier, because. I just sat down and started writing. I didn't have to think about who are my characters, where where is my setting. Um, I didn't have to world build because it was current day Chicago. I mean, I did some research into Chicago, but that's not really the same as world building. The, the characters were already known to me, the main characters. Um, I already knew the main beats of the story and what was gonna happen and, and all these things. So I didn't have to come up with any of that. So that made it seem a lot easier compared to what I'm doing now where I'm having to come up with all that stuff. I'm having to do all the world building from square one. I'm having to create all the characters from square one, et cetera, et cetera. And I think this is probably a pretty common thing. I think a lot of first-time writers have probably been thinking about whatever their first book or story ends up being. They've been thinking about that for or those ideas for, for quite some time. I think that's pretty common where where people think about a story they want to tell or a book they want to write for quite a while before they actually start doing it. You know, before they even start writing this thing, they've probably already put quite a few hours into it thinking about it before they ever start writing that first page. So I think that that alone can make it seem like it it's coming more easily to you, especially, you know, after that when you then go to write the next book, and now you are starting out at square one, like, like I am now. And suddenly it seems more difficult because it's like, well, when I started writing the first novel, I was writing about things I'd been thinking about for maybe a few months or even a few years before that. So I, so I already had a lot of ideas for it already. Maybe like, like my discussion of, of my second book, you know, maybe you already knew pretty much the whole story, how it was going to play out and you knew the characters and all that stuff. So it just seems a lot easier in that kind of situation to write than when you start a new project and you're starting completely from square one. You don't even have any ideas yet. I think another aspect to this for at least some people or a lot of people could be the difference between someone who's just writing for fun and someone who's writing professionally. You know, if you're just writing for fun, like me with my very first book I wrote, then you can afford to just write when you feel like it. You can write when the mood strikes you, when it just seems like it'd be fun to write. Um, You can write when you feel especially inspired or or you know exactly what you want to write next. However, if you're writing professionally or you're trying to, you kind of have to write every day, right? The pros don't just write whenever they feel like it, they write every day. You, You can't afford to only write on the quote good days if you're going to do this for a profession. So learning to be able to write when you need to, even if you're not feeling it, that can be hard and that can make the whole thing seem harder. So obviously, you know, all these things can add together, right? So maybe someone like me writes their first book for fun and they're only writing on the good days, the days when they're super inspired Or they know exactly what they want to write and how they want to write it. And they finish that first book and they think, this is what I want to do with my life. This, I want to be a writer. So they start the next book. But now they're trying to be a pro about it, right? Now they're, they're learning, well, what do, what do professional writers do? And they learn, well, most professional writers write every day. So, you know, maybe that first book took them years to write from the moment they first started thinking about it to the moment they finished it and now they're going to try to write a book in less than a year because again they look at what professional writers do and yeah most i mean i don't i don't know the statistics but it seems like most professional writers are putting out at least one book a year if not more now it depends a bit on genre you know if you're talking epic fantasy then you're probably looking at more like one book a year or or maybe one book every year and a half or every 2 years just cuz those books are so huge where if you're talking more you know contemporary contemporary non-genre fiction you know those writers might be putting out two or three or more books a year because those books are are much 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 shorter than an epic fantasy and also don't require all the the world building that, that genre fiction often does so it depends on the genre and what you're doing. But you know, most writers are are putting out books on a regular basis, right? They're not taking years to write a single book. So so you learn that and you think, well, if I'm gonna do this, then then my second book, you know, I should I should do it in this amount of time, a year or six months or three months or whatever it is. So now, you know, this person is trying to write every day. Um, they're trying to be a pro about it or or at least write more regularly and not just when they feel like it or the mood strikes them. And they're finding that a lot of those days, it's, quote, hard to write. They remember writing that first book and how easy it seemed all the time. So I think, you know, you can see how if if this is the case, if this is you or this is someone, how how it would very much seem like all of a sudden this got a lot harder than it used to be. So my real point here today that I want to make to you, that I want to make to every writer out there that feels this way, is that if writing seems like hard work to you, even if it used to seem easy or easier, that that's okay. That's normal. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong or that you're not doing something right that you're supposed to be doing. Um, It doesn't mean that you've lost the magic or that you only had one book in you. Um, It doesn't mean that you're not cut out to be a writer. It doesn't mean that you're not a good writer. Um, It doesn't mean any of those things. I mean, personally, I suspect that a lot of what makes a good writer isn't about how easily it comes to them, but it's much more about how diligently they do the work. Do they show up every day? Do they write every day? I have a feeling that's more important to making a good writer, especially a professional writer, than how much effort seems to be involved or how easy it, easily it comes to them. You know, there's a saying, um, I don't know exactly how it goes or where it comes from, but there's a saying out there in, in writing circles, uh, something along the lines of the muse will only come when she finds you working. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I I see this in my own work, what what I'm doing now, and and this is something I'm going to talk more about um, in the next episode. Um, I'm going to talk some about where I'm at on my project and and going forward and starting the actual writing process of that first draft. And that's something I've been thinking about a lot. You know, I've I've been doing a lot of world building, and I'm to the point where I feel like I have enough that I can get started. So I have a lot of ideas about the setting. I the, the settings. Coming to life pretty well in my mind. I have ideas for some characters and all that, Um, but as I'm trying to come up with ideas for the story or the plot or the conflicts or the beginning situation or whatever, I've been having difficulties. I've, I've definitely had ideas, and and I'm keeping a list of ideas, but I haven't had anything really grab me and and jump out at me as yes, this is the thing I want to do, and. I've been thinking about you know the saying about the nudes finding you working, and I mean it's a very fanciful way to say it, but 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 I think what we're really talking about here is how the human brain works and about habit forming. Um, there's a great book out there called Atomic Habits that I recommend you check out. It's it's all about how to break bad habits that you have that you may not want to have anymore. And also how to create good habits and and it's about a lot about how the human brain works and how we are very habitual. And in a nutshell, that that basically, if you want to do something new in your life for you know for your good, like you want to start working out on a regular basis, or you want to start writing on a regular basis or whatever. That the best way to do that to be successful is to make it a habit because we carry out our habits every day without even thinking about it. um they they just come naturally. They just happen naturally. That's what a habit is. And that's why bad habits are are so hard to break. But um not only does this this book give you strategies for breaking those bad habits, but it but it also shows you how you can take that um habit engine and turn it to work for you to, instead of having you habitually do things that you don't want to be doing, you can use that to have you habitually doing things that you want to be doing, like working out or writing or or whatever it is. So yeah, I'll put a link to that book in the show notes. It's a great book. Um, but I, I learned a lot from it. And you know, just understanding how the brain works You know, it makes a lot of sense that if every day at 9 a.m. I start writing, whether I know what I'm going to write or not, and I write until I write 2,000 words, that after I do that for long enough, my brain gets used to the fact that every day at 9 a.m. I write. Just like if every day at 11 p.m. I go to bed my brain gets used to, okay, 11 p.m. is bedtime. So, you know, around 10, 10.30, I start winding down. I start feeling sleepy because my body knows, oh, I go to bed at 11 o'clock because it's become habitual. So it's the same kind of thing with writing. If I make writing habitual, if I write at the same time every day after um, the same sequence of events, so maybe I go downstairs, I have breakfast, I make a, a pot of coffee, I pour myself a cup of coffee and I go up and start writing. If I, if I go through that routine every day, then when I wake up in the morning, my body and my brain know, oh, I'm gonna go downstairs, I'm gonna eat breakfast, I'm gonna pour some coffee and then I'm gonna start writing. So already my subconscious is preparing for that. So when I sit down to write at 9 a.m., I have things to write because my, my brain's ready to go so yeah i I think that makes a lot of sense and and I think it makes sense from a creative point of view. I think it makes sense from a psychological point of view and and it fits what we what we know about how how the brain works. So I think that's really where this comes from. This idea of, of the muse will only come when she finds you working is you know back to my my own example. You know, I've come to the realization that even though I'm, I'm still not sure what the story is about. I need to just start writing it because, you know, a, another analogy or, or metaphor I, I love is, is just the uh, the laws of physics. Um, I forget which which law it is, but the you know, a, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body in rest tends to stay at rest. It's the same kind of thing. Um, I'm much more likely to have ideas about my book, if I'm actually writing a story in my setting, then, then I will if I'm not. Um, so even if, you know, I start writing and, you know, the first 10,000 words I write are total garbage and and just get thrown out, it's not wasted time or effort because it gets me in the zone, it gets me writing, it gets me thinking about the setting um, in a way that you only do once you're writing in it. And it makes it much more likely that um those ideas will come to me if I'm actually already writing. But yeah, you know, a lot of those days I'm probably not gonna feel like it. A lot of those days it's not just words aren't just gonna spill effortlessly onto the page. A lot of those days it's it's gonna take effort, it's gonna take discipline, it's gonna take work, it's gonna be hard because writing is hard. And and I guess my final thought on it is uh, of course it is. I mean if writing were easy everybody would do it, right? Or or at least a lot more people would do it. I mean I don't know what percentage of the population are writers, but it's a pretty small percentage. Um it's got to be. <laughs> um so I mean that alone kind of tells you that it's probably hard, right? If it were easy a lot more people would do it. People are always looking for an easy way to make a buck. So if writing were an easy way to make a buck, you know, there'd be all kinds of people taking a stab at it. So yeah, writing's hard. It's supposed to be hard. And, you know, there will be times when it's easy and those are, those are wonderful times. And, um, sometimes you're just, you're just really stoked about what you're doing and the ideas are just flowing and the words are just flowing and everything's just coming together. And, those times are great, and those are when at least for me I can really hit some amazing word counts and and really um, crank out a lot of words in a relatively short amount of time but it's unrealistic to expect it to be like that all the time or even most of the time um, it's just it's just not the way it is so don't be discouraged if you find it difficult if you feel like you're pushing a big rock uphill. Um, you know, don't, don't let that discourage you. Um, that doesn't mean you can't write. It doesn't mean you're not a good writer. Um, you're in very good company again, you know, pretty much every published writer I've heard talk about writing has said, if not in so many words has said that, that writing is hard and it is not easy and it doesn't just come to you. So yeah, you're in good company. All right. So yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. I don't want to just uh keep beating uh a dead horse here. Uh and besides these uh some of the these recent episodes have gotten really long. Um I've had quite a few episodes recently, over an hour long. And you know, my intent with this show was always to keep it under an hour. Um and especially as, as I get in into writing this first draft, I, I'm gonna have a lot less time for this anyway. So yeah, I'm going to try to keep the episodes uh, a little shorter and uh, more more digestible for, for you as well, hopefully. So yeah, if you have any comments or thoughts on this topic, definitely let me know. I'd love to hear what you think. Uh, you can email me at lexoutloudpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker, And you can call my voicemail 951 465 Five, three, nine, one. And finally, you can join our community on Discord. We have a server there. You can find the links to that in our show notes at starwalkerstudios.com slash LOL. And speaking of that, um, I've been kicking in around an idea lately of maybe doing some, quote, live episodes. And I do have uh, the Discord server set up in such a way that I have a room in there where I could basically, while I'm recording the show, I could also be in that room. So you could come in there while I'm recording and listen. And then we would have a chat so you could even um, give feedback or ask questions during the episode. And and as I'm uh, recording and talking, I can keep an eye on those and, and answer those as they come up. Now, um, probably wouldn't be something I'd want to do every episode. But uh, if people would be interested in that, which is to say if people would actually come on the Discord and hang out while I recorded and, and give some feedback or maybe ask some questions, um, I think it'd be a fun thing to do. Probably would be best to kind of target the episode at that. So maybe like a and a Q&A kind of thing or... Um, yeah, I don't know. Another possibility would even be if anyone had anything to say, is you, I could even give you the ability to speak. If maybe you you had a, a story you wanted to share, um, something you've learned as a writer or something like that, um, I could uh, give you the ability to speak in that room on the Discord, and, and then you could be on on the show. Now, um, the show will still be edited. So if I did this, you would, you know, while I was recording, you'd be able to listen to it on Discord and participate, but I would still edit and produce the show. So, I mean, I don't really see this happening with the people in the Discord that I have right now, but but if, say, for instance, someone got on there and said something really offensive or whatever, or something that non-relevant or something that just shouldn't be on the podcast it it would not be on the podcast. I mean, I can't stop the people in the Discord from hearing it whatever it is. Um, but it would it wouldn't be in the podcast if if someone did something inappropriate, which which again, I I have zero concern about that right now. Um, everyone who's in the Discord who's who's active is is extremely well-behaved and and respectable and all those things. Um, but you know, who knows in the future how big the server will get, you know, if this is something I keep doing. So I just want to put that out there that, that, you know, the, the show will still be the podcast that comes out in its final form will still be edited. So I can still cut out anything that, that shouldn't be in there or or just edit for clarity or brevity or, or whatnot. So if that's something you'd be interested in, let me know, uh, the the reason the, the main reason i i wouldn't want to do it every episode is just because the the only way i could see that working is if i had a a steady production schedule which is to say if i recorded at the same day and time every week so that people um could plan to be there um and and that's the the kind of thing that's mostly been holding me back from this is is that it's not the case I don't even necessarily record on the same day every week. It tends to be on Thursday or Friday because, you know, I get all my other stuff done first before I do the podcast. So I tend to do it towards the end of the week. But sometimes it's on Thursday, sometimes it's on Friday, sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the afternoon. Also, I'm in uh, Pacific time and I know, you know, a lot of people are in different time zones. So afternoon for me, if you're in Eastern time, is evening for you or morning for me is afternoon for you. So even if there are a lot of people that would be interested in this, you may not be available when I actually record because you might be at work or, or whatever. But um, the first step of this is seeing how many people would be interested because maybe if there's just a few people interested, we can find a time uh, that works for everyone. And and for that one episode, you know, I can kind of schedule when I'm gonna record it you know, if there's a lot of people interested, then, you know, maybe I can just find a, a general time that works for the most people and then just try to record at that time. But yeah, the first step is, is to see the interest. Cause it's possible that, that no one will be interested or there will only be a few people interested and we can't find a time that, that works for all of us. But it'd be something that would be fun to do if people are interested. Uh, Right now, I'm thinking it would be audio only, but uh, I could also have video as well, probably. Um, I do have the equipment for that. I just have to make sure my my software is up to date and make sure I, I can do it. But uh, I could probably have video as well uh, for people in, in the Discord. So uh, yeah, let me know if that's something you'd be interested in and you would actually come and be in the Discord for that, assuming it was a good time for you. Uh, let me know. And and then if there's enough interest in that, we can try to figure something out. So so if there is interest, uh, I will be trying to coordinate that in the Discord itself. So yeah, the first step would be to join our Discord and then let me know in the public room, which is called the Peanut Gallery, uh, that you'd be interested in this and then keep an eye on it. And then if there's enough interest, I'll, I'll be in there uh, trying to figure out with you all uh, what would be a good day and time to do this. But uh, yeah, if this is something we're going to do, uh, I think uh, sometime in the next few episodes would be a good time uh, to do it as we're kind of wrapping up the world building stuff. Might be fun to do an episode like that. And, and also, if, if you would like to participate and you have a, an idea for a good topic to discuss on such an episode where we, we could have some participation from uh, listeners, uh, let me know. I'm, I'm definitely open to, to ideas. All right. So yeah, that's it for today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Next time, I'm going to be talking about the next phase of, of the project for me and and also kind of the next phase for the podcast and and what you can expect going forward. So, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Should be out uh, in a week or so. And uh, until then, keep writing.